Yo, yo, what the deal? What it is? What is poppin'? It's your man Dean Edwards. Once again, we're back with the new episode, a new episode of Father Motherfucker Paul. Feel me? I guess people wanted it, so I had to. I had to give y'all something. Come back, give y'all answers. <laughs> Keep it moving like a loop dancer. Yeah. What's uh what's been going on? Uh, as, as, as we uh as we woke up to more tragedy. Tragedy today, uh another shooting. Yet another shooting. Mass shooting, unfortunately, in uh in Las Vegas, man. You know, uh domestic it is terrorism. I don't know if they've uh, defined it as that as such, but let's be clear. Regardless of someone's race or religion, when you um, when you attempt to inflict as much uh, damage upon people as possible uh, with the intent to uh, maim, kill, and create fear. Um, and intimidate a group of people as terrorism. Let me let me look up what terrorism is. terrorism. Let's see. Let's see what if we Google terrorism in dictionary. Terror terrorism, the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. Um, now I'm not saying the dude's name that did it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not using what platform I have. To uh, to to give that fool any any light, it's it's, it's saddening um, to wake up. I actually, I I normally when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is thank God, thank the Creator for a new day, and I usually will pray and meditate for a good 30, 40 minutes, man, and uh, and sometimes I today being one of those days. I'll actually turn the news on. I'll turn on um, my choice is NBC. I don't know. I, I, I still have an affinity for NBC from working uh, at 30 Rock for a couple of years. And so, uh, and I think I even watched NBC before that um, in the morning. Just so, it's traditions, just habit, habitual. I wake up, um, and if I turn the television on, I turn it on to uh, Darlene Rodriguez in New York City. <laughs> Uh, today in New York, right? Today in New York with Michael Garagulgio, Gar- whatever his name is, <laughs> and, and the rest of the crew, and I mute the volume, and as soon as I turned the TV on this morning, it said, uh, you know, said 50 people killed in Las Vegas. I don't know if that number has been, uh, is official or not, but 200 wounded at 50 killed and I'm like damn how how do I now disconnect that's why you don't turn the television on to open up your morning so I actually well it it was going on for so long that after I I muted it I saw it muted it took it in for about 20 seconds then I just vegged out for like 30 40 minutes to sort of release um from from this plane because this plane is full of chaos and it's and it's been so long since I've spoken to you all. Huh? I'm gonna be honest, right? Uh, well, before I before I lose that thought, right? 
when I finally uh, did turn, I turned the news on when I finished, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my wife took the young to school and I finally said, I can't watch any more of this because there's other news going on in the world. You know, that's why sometimes you got to disconnect from the news, uh, no matter how noble uh, news institutions might be to convey their their points and to bring up forth whatever news has uh, transpired overnight or into the new day. If y'all stuck on the same news story, and that's not to say this is not an important one, but there are other news stories that are occurring. There are other things that are going on in the world uh, aside from you all fear-mongering. And so I started watching... Um, or I continued watching Last Chance University <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, which is sometimes a great escape, but sometimes you turn on Netflix, you're like, yo, I can't, I can't get away from tragedy. You turn on Netflix and you you get to learn about uh killers and murderers and and also uh how bad food is for you and in, in, in F you of food university or or have y'all seen what the health? Damn, I can't eat nothing. You saying that uh, uh, <laughs> lunch meat is is a level one carcinogen versus cigarettes, which are a level two? I was like, oh man, can't win. But Last Chance University is pretty entertaining. Check out season one is is dope. Season two is ridiculous um, as far as how whiny some of these kids are, some of these students. But I'll get back to that. I um I I want to let y'all know some of the reasons I uh I came back here on uh SoundCloud and and, and uh, iTunes and let y'all know where I've been and, and why I've been or why you haven't heard from me. Uh, but this right here, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you a little snippet as to what what got me open and, and made me say go ahead and just record some right this right here yeah turn that up mm. i was in the areas thought i swing by like a girl is curious uh. boys in the hood pops up on you furious faces when you find your inferiors is inferior with scariest you're betting against the odds and you're letting these niggas tell you you're better than what you are I'm the bar measuring rod this where we draw the line on your screen turning it out like some metro sketching off you young dummies is lunch money either champ think cash is clay or fun putty little buddy too bad you ain't got you a pot to piss i'll bake them for this cake betty a crack of shit listen in the listen so so i don't know how many y'all have 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 peeped Loaded Lux's verse on Funk Flex last Thursday, or th- was that Thursday the twenty eighth? I'm I'm letting it play in the background because it was so fire, yo. Sun body, <laughs> Loaded Lux. Let me tell you something. I, um, shout out to my man Sydney Castillo, who, whose new show just premiered on uh on BT Fifty Central. What do y'all think? Did y'all check it out? Uh, I'm just proud because Sydney uh, got the head writer uh, gig on there, so I'm real happy and proud for him on there. Um, and Sydney, Sydney loves freestyle battles, freestyle rappers, battle rappers, and so uh, you know from from Murder Mook to to uh, what's your boy uh, Tay? To, ah, damn, there's so many now they all escape me. But um, yeah, a lot, lot of cats. And so what I saw, I just happened to go on on YouTube the other day and 
and I, I watched this video of your man Loaded Lux showing cats what real bars are. I want to say what real bars is to sound street, but you know, I, I had a decent education to know how to conjugate a verb properly. Um, so, so take that. Um, <laughs> y'all miss me, huh? <laughs> okay, that's that's the, that's enough of that. That's enough, Lux. That's that's uh that's that's enough, Lux. We we get it. Yeah, yeah. The kid is the kid is nice, but that actually got me hyped. Uh, a couple of times this past weekend, man. I um, I think I actually missed y'all, man. I miss miss yapping. Uh, whether solo or dolo or, or, or with a crew, with my man, shout out to Vessi, making dreams come true, living his dream. He he just finished he just finished producing Adam Sandler's new joint. You know what I mean? That's 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 a big thing, Zagua. I said, I'm very proud of that. Uh, proud of that cat, cause you know Sandler's one of his heroes, and so the fact that you went from uh doing PA work to now you actually producing with one of your heroes and working with, I think Robert Smigel, for those that don't know Robert Smigel, um, he, he's the creator of, uh, 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 TV fun house, um, which you've seen on Saturday night live. Shout out to SNL for, uh, I guess, you know, hitting good numbers on this season premiere this last, uh, this past Saturday. Uh, shout out to my man Chris Red. He's uh the new the new urban uh cast member, new hire on there. So I'm 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 rooting for the brother and wish him much success on the new season of SNL. Um and future seasons and, and Les and, and the crew. I spoke to my man Kenny Among, one of the producers on SNL and uh they just won the Emmy uh two weeks ago, uh for best best was it best writing? I think best writing or best variety show one of the two but real happy for them anyway um i heard the loaded lux joint and that got me hype on friday and i i was booked to do this uh i don't really like doing lofts lofts shows in lofts right l-o-f-t-s lofts um last loft show i did was probably over a decade ago somebody asked me to do a show didn't didn't know it was in a loft. Did it got there? Um, no, as a matter of fact, I did know it was in a loft, and I didn't think anyone was gonna be there, so I didn't really get fly, get 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 all dipped up and and do my hair, and that's when my afro was at its full on maximum uh, potential. Right, I just had a lot of hair, and so <laughs> I'm at this show, not really dressed dressed, you know looking G'd up or whatever, and somebody takes a picture. This picture turns out to be the picture that somehow winds up on my Wikipedia. Y'all can go look at it right now. I hate that picture. Y'all don't hear me use the word hate. I really don't believe in using the term hate, but I actually loathe seeing that picture on Wikipedia. Now, I know a lot of you are saying, well, Dean, you could go in and you can change that picture. I'm a comedian, man. I'm a comic. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. I don't feel like it. I didn't put it there. Well, I got to take it down. Then no, And the way I found out was not because I Googled myself. No, no, no. No, I found out this was the picture that was used on my Wikipedia because I went to do media one morning on the road. And what do I see? I see they have the Wikipedia. I see the picture first. I'm like, wait, what's that? Where's that picture from? Because I don't recognize it. Next time I look closer, I was like, yo, that's that loft. That I did in like 05, 06. 
Where'd you get this picture? Why is this picture? Someone's like, oh, that's your Wikipedia. Like, why are y'all on Wikipedia? Which is now how I realize when someone's saying some information. Oh, no, you say in an interview. Oh, so you you teach a comedy class, do you? Is that what you teach? You teach in a comedy class? No. But I know you're getting your facts from the Wikipedia. Huh, isn't that what you're doing? So, yeah, so I, um, my man Petey asked me to do this show last, last Friday. Uh, he reached out to me probably a month ago. I was like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. I, I, if I'm around, I'll do it. So I, I looked at my calendar. He hit me on Friday. I was like, yeah, I'm there. He, I, I said, where is it? What club? He's like, yeah, so it's on 14th. I'm like, what club's on 14th? Yeah, it's in a loft. I was like, ah, a loft. Mm. And all I could think is, damn, I ain't get a haircut. Now I got shaved. Now I got to look, look clean. <laughs> Cause sometimes you don't feel like like for instance I'm going on the road this week, I'm going to West Palm Beach to play the improv. So I'm like, all right, I gotta clean up. I gotta look a certain way. So I'll go to the barber on Wednesday afternoon, right? In the meantime, in the meantime, I don't feel like getting a haircut. And that's the thing about when you're in the entertainment, man. You always gotta be camera ready. And if you're not camera ready, you have to be be prepared. For um, for the the uh, the feedback, cause we're in a uh, we're in a a vanity industry where people pay attention to what you say and how you say it and how you look when you say it, you know. And so and so I accept that. So oftentimes when I'm just running to say to pick the kids up from school or wherever, I'm like, damn, I got to brush my teeth. <laughs> I gotta brush my hair. I don't feel like it. And then your party is like, well, you don't have to feel like it. But if someone gives, if you run into somebody downtown Brooklyn, like, yo, can I get a picture? You gotta be prepared for uh for the repercussions, nah. So uh so when I got to the show on Friday night, I really didn't feel like being there, and it was a lot of weed being smoked. Fortunately, I don't have the afro like I used to, so it's not the smoke's not getting in my hair, but it's getting my clothes. So I'm like, hey, man, let me step outside. I don't feel like being amongst all this this uh, open smoking. Um, and then my man Teddy Smith was there. Shout out to Teddy, um, and we were both talking. I actually was so hot in this in the uh, near the bar that I had to step out. Because I was like, yeah, I ain't going to have me uh, getting contact high and burning up. And next thing you know, I, uh, I can't handle handle the uh, the air in here. And I'm, I'm on stage high. Can't be high. So anyway, um, I listened to that right before I go on stage. The Loaded Lux Freestyle on Hot 97's Funkmaster Flex from the, uh, what, the Ciroc Lounge, as they call it. Puffy Boy. Puffy something else. Um... So yeah, man, I, uh, that got me hyped. Somebody in the audience, I even mentioned on stage, I said, yo, y'all got to check out Loaded Lux Freestyle. Son has so many bars. His bars got bars and metaphors and similes where you got to, I listen like seven, eight times and still keep catching stuff. And that was just on Friday. And then I listened again because I had to paint a room on Saturday and kept playing it and then played it some more yesterday. And now this morning when I was sitting there, I was like, man, do I feel like even recording this? And I wasn't going to, but I said, you know what? You done had a couple of people. I had uh, my man B. Rich and, uh, and the Comedy Chatter Pod. 
uh, uh, reach out like, yo, what's going on? Where's the podcast? Um, comedy chatter pot. I'm gonna need y'all to learn how to spell further mucking. It's not further mucking. <laughs> you put further mucking protocol, but you know what? You support it, so that's that's what's up, man. So that's what made me. Yeah, the 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 the, the people requested, so I said, let me record. Um, and, and y'all wonder where have I been? Well, where have I been? I think the last the last time that we. Recorded um was way back early in the summer, and uh, and I was I was in a place where I wanted to and I wanted to record, but then let's see where did it all start? This summer it's been a rough summer, man. It's been a rough summer, and uh, and it it didn't necessarily get better within the last week. Um, I had a, you know, close family member, very close family member. I don't like, yeah, if y'all know, notice, and y'all probably know, I don't like putting all my, my business out there, putting my family business out there, because my family didn't ask to be an entertainer. So, I pick and choose what I like to share. Um, and, uh, lost a close family member over the summer. Um, and then, uh... And we also, um, in the comedy world, a week ago, we lost um, my man Damon Rozier. Uh, brother was in a wheelchair, but, you know, lived like, stood, you know, eight feet tall because he, he had such positive energy, always had a positive smile on his face and just just really good dude, man. Uh, I'm still not sure as to the details of his passing, and, and honestly, it doesn't matter. He's gone, you know. And, you know, as far as physically, he's he's no longer on this plane. And uh, just when you know, catching a breather from that, uh, Saturday this past Saturday, uh, two days ago, one of my boys um, that I came up with uh, calls me, and it's it's crazy when someone passes away. It's almost like you sense a a tremor in the force. There's a, there's a, there's a, an energy in the room or in in the world that you feel, but you don't know how to put your finger on it until someone verifies that something has happened. So as soon as my boy Ferg called me, I'm like, "Yo, Ferg, what's what's going on?" And he's like, "Hey, Dean." He's like, and, "And you know what it is? Anytime someone takes that deep breath before saying something, you like, oh." Here it comes. Anytime someone hits you with, hey, man, what's up? <sighs> yeah. Like, what, when you hit that, <sighs> you're like, uh-oh. And as soon as he did that, I, I knew where he was going. He was like, yeah, man. Because uh, we were just talking about our boy uh, coming up. We, we uh, me, Eric, like, like, because we moved so much, my family moved so much, I have, like, different sort of eras. And when we first moved to the Burbs up in Yorktown, um, when when first became, like, a B-boy, you know, I had my boys uh, Eric, Daryl, and my boy Darren. And then, like, you can add to that, like, my man Chris Alvarez, you know, and uh, my boy Owen, you know, respect said. And a couple of other cats. We all used to hang and dance together and the whole whole, whole nine. And uh, and my boy Carlos Carlos moved uh, to Florida. And um, 
but but like my 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 clique of my my tights were were Daryl, Darren, and Eric, and me and Darren hung tight, and then me and uh, Eric and Daryl hung tight. You know, so I was like sort of liaison between those two groupings, and um, and my boy. My boy uh, Eric and I were just talking about Daryl. Now Daryl, Daryl's actually Daryl's a dude that got me got me into rhyming, right? Daryl's Daryl's my friend that he got me spitting. I used to be his beatbox, right? I was bass blasted deep, right? <laughs> um, and, and he was Dizzy D. He was my first friend that actually you know rhymed, you know, and had written rhymes, and and so I saw him rhyming. And and even though I was beatboxing, I started. I said, "Oh, you know, let me sit down and start rhyming." So I started writing my little rhymes, little raps. And he actually uh, he graduated a year after me. So even though I moved and went to two different high schools after that, we always stayed tight and kept in contact. We always had you know these these rap dreams, and and we wound up. Uh, pursuing um he actually after he graduated he, he came upstate to go to school with me because we we were on some we gonna become <laughs> rappers and and uh work on our demo together shout out to my man kev kev hall because uh i went to gcc and we wound up um daryl moved up there we went to college together we got dorms in the walden states and it was me him Hey, Kevin, this dude Jeremy. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm reminiscing as I as I speak, and, and there was a big drug bust in our crib, and it was it was a big mess. Maybe I'll maybe I'll tell y'all that story another time. Um, yeah, it was it was hectic, but uh, and that's when I went to school with my man Anton. Anton, I think I just found out. And Anton is uh Foxy Brown's brother, Anton Marshawn, and um and uh, Cliff Robinson's brother Craig, who's to this day, still one of the best pure basketball players I ever saw play um, play the game, uh, which is interesting watching Last Chance University because that's kind of how I saw, like, looking back, I, I think that's how Craig was. Craig, Illmatic basketball player, probably the greatest cat I ever seen in person. First dude I ever saw dribble the ball off his knee in a game purposefully Shake the whole team and score. This dude was just nice like that, right? Some people, I remember people would say, yo, he's actually better than Cliff, but he never go to class. And that was Craig's problem. He wouldn't go to class, which is a problem a lot of students on uh, Last Chance U face. It's not that they aren't great uh, football players. Um, it's that they won't, for whatever reason, whether disciplinary action or what have you, they don't have their their whole thing together because... And in the game of, uh, well, in the game of life, uh, you have to learn how to play by certain rules and adhere to certain rules. And some cats don't adhere to certain rules. And so when you don't play the game, the game runs over you and the game leaves you. And then you wind up just, uh, you know, a roundaway legend. Unfortunately, I always wonder what happened to Craig, Craig Robinson. Man, you know, it's a good dude. Craig was the first dude. That was the first time I ever rode a Mercedes. <laughs> Craig, Craig, uh, Cliff bought a Mercedes. Is up, uh, up. We we were in Batavia, 
at GCC's in Batavia, New York, and Cliff and Craig and uh, the sister played uh, was a dope uh, ball player too, and they all played basketball. But when Cliff got drafted from UConn to play in Portland Trailblazers, um, he he bought the Benz in 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 Buffalo, and then he let Craig drive it, and so Craig brings it to school. But Craig's letting everybody else drive it. I remember uh, first Craig was driving it, and next thing I know, Anton is driving. Like how's how's Anton driving? But that they were they were teammates. Anton was nice on on the court as well. A lot of people don't know that, but Anton um, Anton was had a nice handle, right? And next thing I know, I see everybody driving it, but Craig. I don't care though, as long as I get to ride in it. <laughs> and. And we, I remember going over these train tracks, and I drove a, uh, I drove a Ford Escort. It was a terrible, no suspension. You go over these train tracks, you, you heard every little noise, you felt every little dent and ding in the car and in the road. Man, we went over that that those train tracks in that bends, and you just you you felt like it went, Hoo. like it just it just glided over. And I was like, yo, we just went over the tracks, y'all, y'all didn't hear anything. And Craig's like, nah, we ain't hear nothing. I said, you ain't feel nothing either. He was like, that's because we in the Benzo. <laughs> oh, man. So so Daryl went to school with me up there, man, and we pursued we pursued uh, hip-hop. Uh, didn't happen with Daryl, but I still, I, once Daryl moved back because, you know, he, he was homesick. Um, you know, he was, he was Daryl and he was proud, proud to say it. He was, he was a mama and, and, and daddy's boy. He, he wasn't used to being away from home. And his dad at one point loaned him the, uh, the Beamer just so he could floor us up at school. It was cool. But, uh, Kev used to get on him cause he was like, he was like, yo, you always tell my mom's my dad. But, you know, Daryl was proud of his parents and he was proud he had both of them, you know? And so he went back away to school and then, um, then we lo- we we over time we lost contact. Probably, probably in the early nineties we lost contact. Probably probably like ninety three, ninety four. You know, you just because I was pursuing my career. You know, as as a as a comedian. Um, and next thing you know, uh, we just we weren't really talking as much. And he might have. I think by the time he moved out his parents' house, because I still remember everybody's phone number from when I was a kid. Um, I still actually memorize numbers. If you somebody that's in my immediate cipher, I still I still learn the dialing pattern of of how to call people. Um, not as not as much as I used to because now people's phone numbers are saved. But I still, if I see a number, I, I actually uh, and you somebody I call a lot. I do know, know your number by heart. People still bug over that. I've always been good with numbers. Um, so anyway, Daryl, we lost contact, and then the way we got back in contact. He called me at SNL when I was on the show. I just, I, I an assistant said, "Yeah, Dean, uh, we got a message uh, from a, someone. He says you used to break dance with." And I was like, "That sounded like Dow, and it was." <laughs> His dude just randomly called NBC when he heard uh, I got got on the show. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, um, this past weekend, uh, I feel real bad for his his sister because. Their parents, both their parents died like in the last year and a half, and Daryl was just in a bad way, and um, and he uh, he was drinking real heavily on Friday night, and I guess he was crossing the street, but crossing drunk, and a car hit him, took him out, and uh, 
And, you know, and I'm 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 very sad about that. I'm sad about Damon Rozier. I'm sad about my family member that uh that passed away um this past summer. And so to answer where where I've been, man, I've been living and just uh you know, sometimes you gotta feel motivated to do do something and uh I I don't think well, you know what? It was it was a culmination of things just just leading up to and this is not I don't want I don't want no I don't need anybody's sympathy. You know, Dean Dean is doing fine. Did I just talk in third person? You did. Ugh, I'm sorry. I am fine. I'm not I don't want anybody to think that I'm walking around moping, walking around miserable, walking around in in some sort of depressed mood cuz I'm not. But it's just a matter of uh Sometimes you got to regroup. And so uh, I think when last, you know what, as a matter of fact, I'll tell y'all this. When last we probably spoke, I was working on a joint, this, this, uh, I shot, what, what, what could be considered a pilot? We shot a sizzle for a, uh, for a show, for my own show. I actually got Harris hired as one of the writers. Uh, I was bringing Mark in, my man Ian was going to be head writer. And Edwards and uh, I'm congested. I'm not crying. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want y'all to think I'm sitting there like you know, man. And you know it's rough out here. You know it's hard out here for a pimp. Um, but uh, from last last year, last summer, really, last summer going even prior to last summer, myself and uh, Vessi, we worked on a a project with a production company. Um, they tried selling it. I'm giving y'all the abridged version. They, they went to sell it. Um, it didn't sell. They couldn't find anyone that necessarily, uh, was, was, um, willing to pick that particular show up. But in the meantime, they were like, what about Dean? We like Dean. What else you got? So then I had a show, um, called Video Knows. Video Knows! Um, project that, uh, that, you know, I, I created, it was, came out, it was my brainchild, it started, I remember talking to my boy Leonard Robinson, and, um, Leonard said, man, just do it, do it, don't talk about it, do it, and I said, yeah, you know what, you're right, this is in, I'm gonna, I thought it was 2012, but it might have been 2010 into 2011, started working on the show, Brought my boy Hugh Moore in. We wrote, I wrote it. Hugh uh, directed it. Um, I, I called in favors. We shot it. And the show, the basic premise of the show was me clowning just videos. Whether it was a music video, whether it was uh, uh, actual uh, viral clips, whether it was um, people singing, all things music, singing on reality competitions, it was just me doing what I do from, you know, similar to like, it was almost like, uh, mystery science theater meets pop-up videos meets Tosh.0. It was a sort of hybriding all of those shows, right? Um, we pitched it to a bunch of networks, uh, from, from, um, MTV, VH1, uh, TV1, BT, BT, was fine with it until we had this. There was this one scene where this <laughs> a friend of mine, uh, uh, an Asian chica, uh, used the word nigga. Oops, <laughs> and, and you had a room full of um, 
black women watching this, the sizzle when we finally did it. And you could just feel the air got very heavy on that moment. Um, whatever. So we, uh, <laughs> so we, we did that joint. He actually was interested in the show. Uh, but more as just a segment on like their existing shows, like their the e e news daily or whatever. Um, I didn't want a segment; I wanted a full show. So we said respectfully no. And then Fuse Network actually actually showed heavy interest. Myself and Huey went and pitched it. Fuse dug it. Um, next thing you know, Hugh and I we celebrated at the Wendy's down there. Uh, in in Herald Square over near uh, across from the Garden, uh, in Penn Station. But uh, we said that 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 Wendy's is no longer there. For any who do care uh, about New York City uh, geography, that's not a landmark anymore. It's going to be condos. Anyway, so we uh we we go. We're in a good space. We're celebrating. A week later, my, my agent hits me, says, yeah, the, sh- uh, the network is doing a budget for the show. I'm like, yo, this is really about to happen. Uh, fast forward a week later, I'm like, yo, yo, Bernie, have you heard anything? He's like, nah, let me reach out to him. He doesn't hear back for a day, two days, three days, a week passed, maybe two weeks passed. Finally, Bernie, my agent at the time, hits me back and he says, uh, yo, so... Here's the thing. Oh, and mind you, Fuse had come out. The all the execs, the president of the network, because they dug it so much, they wanted to actually see me. So they came to watch me perform at uh, the Melrose Improv out there in Hollywood. So that made really made it feel official. When I was like, "Oh, they coming to check a brother out?" I was like, "We we we Gucci, we good, right?" Uh, when Bernie finally gets gets in contact with them, turns out. They got rid of their previous network president, got a new network president, and the head of the network decides that anything that was on the development slate and development table, he wipes the table off. He's like, what do you have for me? I don't want anything that was here under the uh, previous administration. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Uh, Wiping Obamacare out. What else you got for me? So I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. So... My show then gets 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 axed. I'm crushed, but whatever. Because at the same time, I had uh, gone on tape audition for this other show for MTV called Guy Code. Uh, we know what happened with Guy Code, and then TV One offers me this other show called uh, Vidiots. I give you all these specifics for a reason, right? This is between 2010 and 2012. I'm gonna say 2011, maybe. Alright, so um so I, I host this show Vidiots on TV One, which is pretty much just a um a, a bloopers TV show where you're goofing on all these video clips. One of the problems with this show is that a lot of the clips have been out on the internets for a good year or two. And the internet is about being timely. And even though things are funny, people have already goofed on a lot of these clips. Couple that with the um, the the main writer on the show. He's an old Jewish guy, and I'm a young brother, and so there's definitely a problem. There's there's a uh, there's a difference in in comedic um, voices, as it were, and so uh, so I bring in first. I bring in Hugh, my boy Hugh, uh, to write on it, and then I uh, Hugh winds up getting hired to write on uh, 
Then Living Color reboot, which ultimately never uh, goes further than the pilot. And so I got my man, Sydney, who just uh, was the head writer on 50 Central on BT. See how things work? Ain't it wonderful when your friends get to work and write? Because Hugh is writing on uh, Superior Donuts on CBS. It's his first uh, first sitcom writing job. Hugh has written on numerous sketch shows, but this is his first sitcom. So good for him. Because you're getting that check. And that's network. <laughs> so... Uh, so we do uh, videos. I think we did thirteen episodes, and then how I got with this production company uh, that that I'm working with currently is a new agent at my agency. About two and a half, almost maybe two and a half, maybe three years ago, she says, um, "What do you have any ideas for for your own show?" So uh, in the meantime, I had just pitched them this. Uh, this half-hour sitcom I wrote, cause that's the thing for all you new jacks. I, I, I've, I've, and I will say, man, I really appreciate the love. Every, all of the fam that do listen to the Father Mugger Protocol. I'm actually, it's funny, cause I feel like I just was talking to y'all yesterday, but it was a couple of months ago. Um, but I appreciate all the all the love from from uh, the fam. You know, long distances that have hit and and uh, sent messages uh, like, "Where's the show?" On uh, on on the internet, uh, from Twitter to to um, to SoundCloud and even uh, Instagram, but also the comics, you know, newer comics that have come up and said, uh, "Yo, what's up with the protocol?" Uh, I'm like, "Oh, are you listen?" You know, so uh, that that means a lot, man. I appreciate that. I always and and I'll spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Um, so I got so what wound up happening was. I wound up, this new agency said, you know what, let me see what you got. I sent her my uh, video nose reel, which is like a seven, eight minute clip. She uh, she then asked me um, or told me, she said, you know what, I think the problem last time was you went out solo. You should have gone out with a production company. So I, she pairs me with this production company. They're like, we like that, but we have this idea. So we shoot their idea and then move on to, uh, I can say it now. Um, you know, True TV, uh, dug me, True dug me, and they said, yeah, we don't like this show, but what about Dean? We like Dean, what else you got? So then the production company said, Dean, what about that video nose project you have? Let's, let's revamp it and update it. So I did. We revamped, and we, uh, we wrote a new treatment. Uh, True TV dug it. And so they said, um, they said, yo, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a little, um, proof of concept deal to shoot the show. So we shot, we, we wrote it out. We, we, uh, hit all the bullet points, um, uh, came up with a title for Dean Poppin' Culture, you know, and, uh, and we shot it. In late April, no, I'm sorry, we shot it after I did the um, the military tour or before. Was it before or after? When was the last tour I did? That was in April. That was a military tour I did in April. So early April, we wound up um, shooting. We shot uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was able to include some of my barbershop friends. 
Um, my one of my barbershops. Well, yeah, I have a couple of barbershops I go to. <laughs> gotta have, gotta have at least two per coast. So I have two on this side, and uh, I have one that I always rely on in L.A. So um, included them. I got uh, Mark Theobald was writing on Tracy Morgan's the the uh, the last OG, and Ian um, was busy on tour with both Rogan and Daniel Tosh, and writing on crashing on hbo so i I was able to bring in harris to to work on the show um and he was very excited because i remember his wife even uh his wife actually thanked me for including him you know she and i are friends as well but um i was just happy i always hey man protocol of this week y'all thought i forgot protocol this week man is whenever you whenever you get in the door Pull in as many of your friends as possible. As many of your friends that are qualified, all right? Don't just pull people in because they're your homies. Pull them in because they're going to do a good job, huh? Always do that. Make sure you do. So anytime, look, I just named three people uh, that I brought in um, on this one project. And the reason I was able to um, is is mainly because when you go in front of people, they say, yeah, you know what? I'd like to bring in such as us. The first question they're going to ask is, well, what have they done? So you want to bring in people that are qualified, people that uh, that can back it up, people that have pedigree. You know, so whether it's me saying Ian Edwards, because I can say, well, you know, Ian's written on Black Dynamite and Chocolate News and in Living Color and uh, uh, Blackish and Two Broke Girls. You know what I mean? You know, um, I could say, oh, you know, my man Mark Theobald, he's he he wrote a movie with Tracy Morgan, and he, and he's currently writing on the last OG on TBS. You know, when you say all that, it 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 gives the producers peace of mind because they know you're not just trying to hook somebody up. Um, I said Harris. Um, Harris didn't have any writing experience, but Harris has been a comic for since uh, 1999. And he's my road dog. So I was able to bring him in to start as a production meeting and bring him in and then uh, telling him, you know what, interject where you can, you know, interject as much as possible just because this is there are no wrong answers. Always, always look out for your people, man, because because they're the ones that 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 know your voice better than that, better than anyone else that that uh, has never worked with you does, you know, so uh, so we shot it. Uh, we edited it down to 18 minutes, did another edit, brought it down to 12 minutes, edited it again down to 10. We wanted it under 10, so we got like a nine-minute joint, and then we got it down to about eight minutes, right? Which might be long for a sizzle, but you watch it, and it, it plays like the first act to a TV show. So I was very proud of this, uh, proud of it, and they submitted it to the network. Um, however... The upfronts were approaching, so we knew there might be a delay in the uh, response time. Uh, the so time passes. Um, I'm on the road most of April, so I'm fine. I'm preoccupado, and then May comes. Mid May approaches, and I'm like, "Yo, what's going on?" Finally, that production company hits me, and he says, "Yeah, um, I have news. It's not the best news. I'm actually surprised, but." The network said they loved everything about your show except 
that it was uh, shot in front of a live studio audience. Now, the show that I envision, the reason I envision it in front of a live studio audience is because, A, it always feels better. I'm a comic. I'm a stand-up, right? I'm a comedian. So I like having a live audience in the room and me performing and performing funny humor. It always is, to me, feels better when you have immediate uh, approval or, um, or immediate denial. You know, when, you, when you're doing comedy, you know immediately if it works in front of people. Because if it doesn't work, there's silence. If it works, people are laughing. So that's why I wanted a live audience. Um, they said, you know what? Uh, but we still love Dean. We still love the show idea. So if y'all can figure out how to re rework it without. Now, in my mind, I'm like, well, the way to do that is we'll just take out the this live studio audience. Now, what's, what was frustrating to myself and also, I'm sure, the producers and production company is we we let them know in advance um what was going on with uh with the show we let them know we were doing we we walked with them the entire uh process walked them through the entire process and said listen we are going to do this in front of a live studio audience and no one at any point said that we shouldn't so that was a little frustrating so I thought we'd be in production in pre-production by mid to late June and that did not happen. We stepped away from it and we just uh we we started the process again. So we um and and I know some of y'all are saying, "Well, why didn't you just take the live studio audience out?" It's not as simple as it sounds because the the concept of the show, but we figured out a way to do it and have a different group um, still play as the audience, but not do it in a studio per se. Uh, so that, that right there coupled with, you know, um, losing someone really close in the family that crushed. Then on top of that, I turned on, uh, no, actually Hugh actually hit me. He was like, yo, you know, um, there's a sh- they have a show that's a version of our show that's about to come out on the Viacom network. I was like, huh? I said, safe word. So I I uh, I look on. Uh, he actually sent me a link, and I see now. Here's what's funny. Now my sizzle, where we goofed on music videos, had a different name, but the TV show that I taped for TV One was called Vidiots, like idiots with a V. There was a show on a major Viacom network that just came out this past summer with friends of mine, with comics that I know on it, called Vidiots. And, <laughs> and it was pairing like different comics sitting on a couch talking about videos as they play. Uh, yeah, that, that one stung. I, I Immediately I reached out to my reps and we went into um, you know history of emails to see who all we pitched, and we did pitch this particular network. Um, not a whole lot we could do about it, you know. Um, but you taking if you have enough enough L's, it wasn't necessarily an L, but it was just it was a frustration um, that you pitched something people said no to it, and then you know. Five, six years later, you see 
a very similar show with the title from a different show that you hosted is is enough to to just dishearten you um and then just you know what else then then all these uh police slayings the cops you know killing unarmed black men and essentially not receiving any real punishment any any uh punishment that um will appease me let alone other other people of color or just other hum, human beings are just tired of cuz essentially with so many brothers getting killed or so many black people getting killed at the at the hands of police officers and them getting little more than a slap on the wrist and getting sent on a paid leave essentially the the message that it conveys to the the greater populace is uh, you know black lives don't matter and so that's where the term black lives matter comes from for those that don't understand it um they should have said they should have called the movement black lives matter too t-o-o i have a joke about that um it would sound like a sound like a sequel black lives matter too because the first time they didn't you know um yeah so and that of all the things that happened this summer that had to be the one that kind of made me say, man, I just, I don't, I didn't feel like talking to anybody. I didn't feel like, uh, talking. I didn't feel like, um, sharing, you know, I just, I didn't feel like it. I didn't want to, uh, and, and not sure if I still do, you know, I wanted to, cause, cause what used to be fun and don't get me wrong. I still enjoy yapping cause I got a big mouth. With an F, a big mouth. He got a big, big mouth. Big, big mouth. Mouth, mouth almighty. Tongue everlasting. Uh, yeah, I got, got tired of it uh, because I I used to like linking up in the living room with, with, with Vessie and Big Mike. And everyone got busy. And so, do you know 1221 backwards and upside down still says 1221? Did y'all know that? Um... Yeah, anytime, anytime you do something, you're doing it purely for fun. Like I never, I never did this podcast and said, "Oh, I gotta make money off of this." I did it to to exercise a different side of my creativity and personality. Um, any anything else that comes from it, uh, mainly the 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 fam, all the people that listen. Um, that that sort of fed this, and that sort of. Uh, excited me about sitting down and and kicking it with y'all on a weekly basis um but you know um so many things occurring just in succession kind of led me to a place where I said man I, I don't feel like doing this anymore because it wasn't fun who knows if I'll do another episode <laughs> that sounded cryptic I probably will I probably will but I I I, I said I owe it to y'all to at least uh, to at least get on here and 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 do some explaining and talk to y'all and, and let y'all know you know what I'm I'm alright I'm alive uh, I didn't want anybody thinking that uh, that I was on the verge that I was on the verge of not uh, not returning and y'all and y'all deserve that y'all deserved an explanation because I know I think at the top of the year I said I'll be more consistent and I was for a blink and then. And then it just started uh, deteriorating because because at one point I was super busy from the uh, from the touring 
and then also touring and working on the uh the the Dean Pops project the um the 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 sizzle that that we that we will get on the air and that's that's I and I I I always said I, you know I want to inspire you know I do do this podcast I get on stage cuz I want to inspire you know and, and still continue to hope that I do inspire somebody to get up off their air <laughs> And you gotta get up, get out, and do something, baby. You got to, man. You gotta get up, do out, get up, get out, and do something, baby. Why? Why am I speaking like 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 JB Smooth? Nah, because you gotta be smooth with a V. Anybody? Anybody? Check this. Check this out, man. Anybody can be smooth with a TH, with a th. But you wanna be smooth with a V. Be very smooth. That's why I put a V in there instead of TH. Anybody can be, be a TH. Wanna be smooth with a V. Shout out to JV, man. I just watched the first episode of New, uh, new Season to Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know that show's been off since uh, I think 2011. Isn't that crazy? Six years later. Uh, but it, it's still fun. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so that's why, so I, I, I look forward to continue to inspire, to inspire, to inspire y'all, and you know what, I will say, you know what inspired me, man, and, and I, I know a lot of people have already watched it, so I'm glad y'all have, um, and if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do, the Deaf Comedy Jam 25 year anniversary, uh, special on Netflix, it just dropped last Tuesday, it took place, the actual taping took place on Sunday, September 10th, in the year of our Lord, 2017, 2017, at the uh, Beverly Hilton. That's where they do the, uh, do the Golden Globes. Yo, <laughs> yo, anyone that saw it saw me knows I was having a good time, man. It was, that inspired me. As Guy Tory said, Yo, man, this this reminds me of why why we do this, you know, and, and you need that sometimes. Sometimes you need someone to take out the Claire and 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 sort of re reboot the circuitry, you know, and and, and give a pump to to the heart. Um, and that's that's what the Def Jam anniversary did, man. It was it was beautiful, it was a beautiful night, man. Uh, it was great. Uh, I got a I got an email. Excuse me, I got a call, I'm sorry, from Stan Lathan's assistant in um in mid to late August. Uh she wanted my my info as far as my email because they wanted to send the uh, send the invitation directly to me as opposed to going through management. Cause sometimes going through management and reps just adds another another uh level and step which turns just get relaying a message to someone from from a minute long uh, ordeal into a week and a half, two week long ordeal. So, shout out to Stan and 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 uh, Russell and of course my man, yo uh, Bob Bob Sumner man, yo yo Bob was the first dude to ever put me on 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 TV man. So regardless of what people say, I know everybody. Yo Dean Dean, they have no idea. They don't know. They don't know. I'm doing it. 
impression of Bob. If y'all don't know him, then y'all don't know this. This impression makes no sense to you. But for those that know Bob, know exactly what I'm talking about. No, Bob. Um, Bob saw me showcasing Buffalo, and then again in in, in Toronto because I was living in the Rock at the time, and uh, put me on Def Jam. November 1995 aired February 1996. That's my first TV uh, TV spot, and they had. And it's funny, I almost didn't get dressed a certain way. I didn't know. I called like Rudy Rush. I was like, Rudy, you got? He was like, Yeah, man, I got got the uh, invitation. I was like, You going? He said, Yeah. I said, Yo, how are you dressing? <laughs> he was like, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> um, I asked Ian. Ian was on the road with Joe Rogan. Um, in Canada, so he wasn't sure if he was going. And uh, and then my wife actually said, I showed her the invite. She said, it says, uh, it didn't say formal. It said, did it say evening wear? It said either evening wear or uh, evening casual attire, right? Uh, I think, look, I'm looking up the uh, invitation to see exactly what the... What the in, what did the invitation look? You're invited. Def Comedy Jam. You and the guests are invited to join the Def Comedy Jam Legends celebrating the 25th anniversary of this runaway hit. September 10th at the Beverly Hilton Hotel presented by Netflix. Uh, let's see. Uh, cocktail attire. I don't know what cocktail attire is, man. I don't do cocktails. But but I do tell some cut. No wait, did I say that right? Did I do tell some? No, that's a pause. Hold up, no cocktail. No, you would cock the tail. You wouldn't tail the cock. I don't know. I was trying to make a, a dumb dirty. It didn't work. Okay, uh, can we do that again, Mister uh, Spielberg? Could we take uh, Dean? Uh, cut, cut, cut. Roll sound, rolling sound, and action. Take two. Slate. Take two. Uh, so yeah, so cocktail attire, yeah, man. Uh, why, why am I sound like Eddie Murphy? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you sound like Eddie Murphy. Oh, cut, 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 cut. I didn't mean to make any reference with the cocktail thing, and uh, you know these rumors, uh, they're they're unfounded. Anyway, okay, so cocktail, take three, and action. So um, so yeah, I I got, I got a little dressed up, man. Uh, we, we went out, we, we found a fly outfit at minimal cost, you know, can anyone say Nordstrom rack? <laughs> All right. Y'all wouldn't even know it. Y'all like, he, that's, that's couture. He got that design personally. And now nah, I just, I, I just lucked out the day before I flew. And that's something. So, uh, so we got fly G'd up and then even on the way, cause Ian and Ian landed around when I landed on Sunday the 10th, I scooped him up. Uh, I landed after him. Uh, he was waiting for his Uber at a hotel near LAX. So I just picked him up. We rode. I was staying at his crib. So I went um, and I was like, yo, man, you should go. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll be a plus one just so I can get in. Um, I said, man, you should be fine. But last minute, he changed his mind. Then I leave. I'm all dressed up. Uh, and then as I'm headed there, I got cufflinks in my shirt blazer hard bottom shoes you know what i mean and the whole time i'm like what if nobody else is dressed like this <laughs> and ian later on told me he's like yeah when you first left i was looking people were live live uh 
live streaming and I saw people kind of underdressed. I was like, oh, Dean's about to go there and look foolish. But then as time passed, I saw more and more people dressed up and I was like, oh, definitely not going because I don't have anything ready and here to wear that's that fly, which was funny. So, um, so Ian didn't go, but I went, man, uh, and everybody was there, man. It was Talent, Rudy Rush, Drew Frazier, uh, sat at the table with Earthquake and Bruce Bruce, Alex Thomas, my boy Atheon. Atheon, Rudy, and I, we rode back from Def Comedy Jam in the same limo. We went to the after party where Mark uh, Curry was wearing a waiter-length waiter fur. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so it was great to see them. Uh, your, your boy Cat Williams made an appearance. I got, shout out to... Um, uh, Gary G. Thang Johnson, man, because he did a great job doing warm-up. Keeping a crowd entertained, and, and all these comics in the audience, uh, Marlon Wayans, uh, Russell Simmons, Stan Lathan, Sandy Wernick, Bob Sumner, you, Puffy, Diddy, and crew was there. Uh, Groovy Lou, you know, uh, 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 D-Rock, you know, from uh, Big Biggie's crew. You know, all these... Oh, you just have some of everybody. Flex, Shanice. I like, yes, my. I wanted to say that to her, but I was like, nah. Chris Spencer, Chris Spencer's wife, uh, uh, Vanessa, who's a casting director. Uh, um, uh, Joe. <laughs> David Chappelle was there. Uh, D.L. Hewley was there. Um, Damn, so, so everybody, man. Royale Watkins. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to think of any and everybody. Uh, 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 Megan Good and her, and her husband, who's a minister, was there. Uh, uh, Kathy, Kathy Lee from, um, or Deborah Lee from BT. Uh, uh, um, uh, Stephen Hill from formerly of BT, uh, Andre Harrell, just everybody. You got like all you got all these celebrities, but then you got a room full of comics, the most jaded individuals as far as comedy. Like, is let me tell you why it's hard to make a comic laugh because comics we see the science and we study the science of comedy, and so when y'all see something or hear something that's funny, y'all just like, oh, 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 that's funny. Well, we see something that's funny or hear something that's funny. You like a big response from a comic is like, oh, that was good. Right. Because and the reason why is not because we, we're hating and we don't want to give it up, but because we're studying the science behind how they how they got that laugh. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's always interesting. So when you had like a room full of comics laughing as as uh, G thing did for as long as he did, because he's warming us up. He's keeping the crowd warmed up before the show starts for a good hour and a half. Two hours, that's a long time to just riff and go through the audience, getting people, rounding people up and getting people in their seats. And so I, you know, salute to uh, G Thang and to my man, uh, uh, um, oh, shoot, Jay Phillips, who uh, their new show, Grown Folks, premieres. Or by the time y'all hear this, well, no, it's, I'm dropping this today. So you'll, you if you get a chance, it's on Bounce TV. Y'all make sure you check out and support. Brothers, uh, new show brought to you by the same cat. I forgot his name. Bentley Evans that uh, did Martin Lawrence's show. Martin. Martin Lawrence was there. I'm bugging. Martin was there. Uh, Joe Torrey. Big Les. Remember Big Les did the split upside down doing a handstand? She was there. Um, yeah, man. It was it was a beautiful night because you're just watching 
all these cats and they were running a lot of clips from the old episodes, you know, the like, you know, from from Bernie's Hey Scanner, you for the muckers to uh Adele Givens uh hit hit little Andy, my big lips. It'd be like giving a whale a tic tac you know, that uh Melanie Camacho, Tiffany Haddish, Trace Tracy Morgan was in there. Um, it was it was beautiful because it, it just uh if you haven't gotten a chance, man, make sure you watch the uh the Def Comedy Jam uh anniversary special on Netflix, man. It's uh it's a beautiful thing. Um and and sometimes you need to be reminded, you know what? Sometimes you gotta go back to one. Like in the film industry and the television industry, when the director or the uh first A D uh says Everyone back to one. And I'm saying it with that with that voice. Everyone back to one because I've had a couple of uh, flaming first ADs. <laughs> Where the stage manager said, when my hand is up in the air, everyone else will be quiet. You know, um, when you go back to one, I'm just dropping, dropping all types of knowledge. Go back to one. If you've never been on a film set, TV set, and you find yourself on there for the first time, this is for all the new jacks that are listening. First time you're on a set, if you hear someone say back to one, that means go back to your opening position. That means go back to the first position that you're supposed to be in before the cameras start rolling. Um, and that's what I'm saying with regards uh, to not just uh, myself with the Father Michael Protocol podcast, but also myself uh, with with my with this uh, project that we're that we are selling, huh? You got to breathe it into existence. I didn't say that I'm trying to sell this project that we are selling that will be on the air in 2018. That's how you got to believe in yourself. Nobody else does. You got to believe in yourself, huh? Um, yeah, you got to go back to one, which is why I had to step away from the project and then reapproach it last week. And and I hit up the uh, head of the production company. I say, yo, what if we do this? Um, go back to one with your family, you know, uh, you know, this, this, this recent passing is, has, uh, has, you know, brought us closer as a family. You know, I know the comics are going to be, uh, celebrating Damon Rogier's life tonight at Milk River in Brooklyn. Um, I might swing by, um, I wanted to, you know, it's crazy. I wanted to put up a picture of Damon, um, but didn't have any of myself in Damon. And part of me, here's what's interesting about social media. I spoke to, spoken about it before. You want to post something um, so that people remember and recognize someone, but I didn't want it to seem disingenuous. And I know everyone was posting uh, pictures of uh, Damon last week, uh, his passing. And honestly, I... I thought about him. I was going to call him last. Well, I thought to call him last Monday. He passed, I think, Tuesday? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? The word spread that he had passed. Um, and uh, I I thought about him Monday because he had a room that my man, rest in peace, my man, Rashid Wallace, because Rashid used to host this room when it was the High Venice East. And then Damon took over, and it's now Essence. It's right on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn. Um, and I was going to call him to do his joint because, you know, as, as I've said before, I like doing both the, the, the mainstream and the urban rooms to keep the jab sharp in both both rooms, you know. And uh, and I wish I had called him. So I, that was also reeling from 
having said, damn, I, I just was going to call dude. And that's what's crazy because he just passed. And I, I've spoken to probably three to six people that were like, dude, I just spoke to him. Harris told me he was like, dude, I just did his room last month. You know, so um, when someone passes, I guess it 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 brings people closer. And you got to remember to celebrate them. You got to remember to celebrate their life and not mourn them because they still are here. You know, my family member that passed is still here, you know, um, even down to when when uh, when the ashes because, you know, it's illegal to uh, to to discard or dump someone's uh, ashes or cremated body to ashes in New York State. It's illegal. Um, but we did it anyway. And ashes blew back <laughs> and they actually got on my brother. And I was like, oh, you, you got some of them on you because <laughs> you got to laugh about it. Huh? I got a couple new minutes on, on funerals just because of that, because that's I'm a comedian. That's what I do It's my voice. And so I will continue to do my best to get these podcasts out to you. Will I be perfect? No, because I miss Vessie and I miss Big Mike. And I miss the dynamic, and I miss the energy. I even miss being on All Things Comedy, you know, because uh, I guess the All Things Comedy dropped me because I wasn't bringing in the numbers. Hey, man, and I'll take some of that blame because I was not consistent as I had been with it. But I got to live. You got to keep, keep it moving, man. Uh, so, yo, man, I appreciate y'all. You know, make sure... Um, Make sure you uh, you tell a friend about the Father Monkey Protocol. And I appreciate all the love y'all been giving, y'all continue to give. Y'all the Father Monkey fam. And, and y'all get much respect and love from me for that. If you're in the West Palm Beach area or, or down in Miami or even in uh, Hollywood, Florida, and within an hour or so of uh, the West Palm Beach Improv, you can catch me down there this weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. that on lock so y'all make sure you check it out on my social media at IMD Network y'all know who it is already uh you know what I'm saying I should close out with Lil Lux but y'all need more of my beats so we bring it back out yo all love two fingers for the mother protocol busy